into Gate. This is episode 149. The full Get Into Gate team is here. We're talking Stargate SG1. My name is Mitch. We've got Maddie. Well, hello. Brendan. Hi there. And Reese. G'day, guys. We are long term Stargate fans. Reese, he's also a fan of Stargate, but hey, he's watching every episode for the first time each and every week with us. We're talking to him as a fan with a fresh perspective. The rest of us are talking about it. A bit more nostalgia and talking about Stargate. In 2020, guys, here we are. Oh, welcome to the future. Happy New Year. New decade. It's all happening. So uh, here, let's talk about Stargate. Let's go back to the old synopsis, see what the episode reads. And we are talking heroes, part one and two. And I was going to merge the synopses together because it feels a bit weird sometimes when we do a double episode and I read two synopses because we, we, we know what it's about. Like, you don't want a cliffhanger ending of one synopsis into the second one. God but they yeah. are two very different episodes in a way when you do read them on the synopsis. They do repeat a little bit. Ooh, I'm intrigued. But I feel like with what happens in number one, it's different to the outcome, obviously, number two. So let's go here. Let's see what it's about. When the Air Force sends a documentary crew to capture the historical importance of the Stargate program, the members of the Stargate Command greet them with resistance. Tensions rise when an off-world emergency forces General Hammond to restrict the access they're given to the SGC. It's like, yeah, cool, that all happens. It feels like it's all build-up. It's all build-up in, uh, yeah, in part that's, one. Yeah, still cranking up the, up the ro- uh, roller coaster. Yeah, and forgive me, a little bit. I'm going to repeat myself a little bit here, I feel, for part two, but this is how part two reads. Assigned the task of capturing the importance of the Stargate program, a documentary crew is given a true look at the heroic nature and family like bond of the soldiers of Stargate Command when a key member of the SGC is killed in action. Now, this. Again, I haven't seen you, Maddie, Brendan. If you're listening to this the first time, Maddie and Brendan are long-term and very regular watchers of Stargate. I'm a long-term fan, but it's been a long time since I've watched a lot of the episodes. So I'm coming at it almost from the point of view of Reese as a first-time watcher. But I really remember Heroes. I remember it being, I don't know, just a real key moment because of obviously that death in the family type storyline. But I remember the big emotional impact that it had when I watched this for the first time and I guess how shocked I was maybe. I don't know. I just know that this was something. It stood out in my memory of all the Stargate 200 plus episodes. And I was really keen when we're looking ahead to episodes that I recognize. Oh, what's Reese going to think about this? Oh, he's going to really love. He might hate this one. And then I, I remember about Heroes. Who does die? And the closer we got, I'm like, Okay, Reese is really going to come around to this character. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not yet. Okay, we're in season five. He's really got to come around to this character. <laughs> got to season seven, and I th- think she only pissed you off a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like, this isn't going to mean anything to him. This no. is going to go on deaf ears. So, Reese, we get to Heroes, part one and part two. It is a death in the family. It's not who they try to make us believe it is in part two, but it is who it is. What did you think of Heroes as a whole? Yeah, look, surprisingly, this obviously hit me harder than um, Jackson's death. And I don't know if it's when... Jackson died I sort of didn't believe it or it sort of lingered on too long and then when he was gone I was like was that real or is this happening yeah it wasn't final yeah whereas I think they wrote this one whoever wrote this it was perfect the way they did it was it yeah, Robert C. Oh, Cooper. It's all you like. Solo writing. Don't worry, we, we got his mum to help. We can, we can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was. It was. It was a perfect lead up. It was the perfect linger. You know, as you said, Mitch, they tried to make you believe that it was um, O'Neill, or if it wasn't O'Neill, 
you know, it was going to be that bloody Wells or whatever his name was that, mm. that got shot first. And then they said to Carter, Hammond said to Carter, oh, you should do a speech at the memorial. And I was like, well, it's not going to be O'Neill. Because they, because they, they're not just gonna, you know, it, there's there's gonna, gonna be season. there's gonna be more of a clarification, <laughs> yeah, of of his death if it was they wouldn't keep it a secret, and I was like, why would she do a, a speech at Wells's memorial? And so I was like, maybe that we just don't know who it is yet. Mm. And then when that little story about uh, when when the journalist was telling, um, was, was telling Daniel about yeah the the photo of the uh, the soldier getting his getting shot in the head. And I was like, oh, that's a bit, it's a bit different than recording someone's farewell to his wife. And then even just the, when, when they finally watched the video, watching him say goodbye to his wife and then in pain and screaming, like, it's like, that was, that was hectic. Like that is. He's like, turn it off. I don't want anyone to see it. And then he's, cause that to me, it was like, that was, that's, that's the truth of war. Like you, you. And go out guys are dying like that you're trying to save his life and then just all of the sudden bang hits Frasier and you're like holy f- that's who died that's why Carter was so emotional when she was running back yeah. through the hallway and it was just I, I think that so it, was, well it was such a, a greater impact because it was so sudden it was so unexpected but also I think the speech from that journalist in the hallway where after Carter ran through emotionally and he's sort of saying you know this is this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. You might think that you're looking after the people by not telling them this shit, but I'm looking after them by, you know, by telling them your story and what you guys are sacrificing. And uh, I think, yeah, it all sort of welled up into this moment where you're like, holy, she, it was out of nowhere. Yeah. She just died. And you can hear her kind of like her last noises. Oh yeah. yeah. And you're like, really oh, visceral. shit. And then the guy that was, well, cameraman on the, on the ground. He's like, "Is she okay? Is she okay? She got mm. hit." And it was like, it was the brutality of war. Yeah, and it was, it was like you were there, and it's just, it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was shocking. I think it was the realism, especially something that this show, no, I wouldn't say lacks, but they don't show a lot of. I think it, the last one was the hardcore war scene that I can remember was when Sharae dies mm. forever in a day mm. and the, the start of that was a hectic skirmish mm. and, a, and a full battle mm. this is something that we don't see that often usually you'll have you know Jack throwing a quip in yeah. and uh, what I really appreciated too was you sh- they show the Janet and Daniel scene before you know she's dead then they cut to Jack later and it's the same scene over the radio. Yeah. So you can hear what they're saying to each other and you're like, oh man, this is yeah. this is amazing. And then when you see Janet die in that video and the journalist and the cameraman and the airman are all sitting there, I think especially the cameraman's reaction mm. was like, and they're all sitting there and it's just silence and you're like, oh man, goosebumps, yeah. mm. goosebumps. I cry every time, without a doubt. I tear yeah. up. Every single time. And I think they did it well because they, I mean, we don't see too much of Janet outside of her being in the, uh, in the medical center there in the infirmary, apart from, you know, the, the odd Cassandra thing, but they really made an effort to show uh, that, you know, when they interviewed her, she's a human, you know, and, and exactly um, what she's like. And then afterwards he's like, Oh, let's go grab lunch in the cafeteria. And she's like, yeah, sure. You know, like, 
that's something that I do because I'm just a normal woman, you know. Mm. So they, and they she was the only that, one that was nice to him, yeah, as well. Yeah, they, she they, it added that humanity to it, and then um, yeah, I think it, yeah, it just everything worked, and then yeah, the lead up to it, just the the, the brutal ending mm. of her life, and then the after effect of it and the memorial. It was like, you know, and I think Carter's speech or or Tilk's speech. Uh, that Carter read at the end, I think was perfect because it, it, at the end of the day, it really showed her character and who she was. It's She wasn't there for herself, you know, and, and it wasn't about the people who, who died, but the people who she saved. And that was her life, you know. Yeah, the following yeah. of the people that are alive because of her. Yeah, and as, as much as, as annoying as I found her, like <laughs> throughout the seasons, like, you know, she was just doing her job because that's what she wanted to do. She wanted to help mm-hmm. people. And then, yeah, it was, it was a waste of life, you know. I thought it would, they could have sent a f-ing combat medic out there instead of her, but um, yeah, she's she, the head. She hasn't had much. That, that was the weird thing too. When Hammond says, um, "Colonel, take SG eleven or whatever," mm. and Doctor Fraser, like when you in yeah. hindsight you're like, "Man, that was the reason she's dead." Yeah, that's yeah. Hammond way. Like yeah. when you know that that's coming. I found that yeah. too. When he said Fraser, I'm like, "Oh, I hope Reese doesn't think anything of that." Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've only seen her in the field. Yeah, once, a couple of times, twice. Like, yeah, yeah, never in combat. Oh, yeah. she went to that pyramid when um, Osiris was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the only time she went on an actual mission. But this mm. one, I was thinking, that's even when when it happened, I was like, that's the wrong move. Like this is there is they're still in combat. It's mm. heavy combat yeah. situation. You're not going to send her in. You're she's the send, base doctor. She's yeah. She's not yeah, a field medic. She's in charge. You don't send. Yeah, you, you send. Yeah, you send a. A, a combat medic. In, well, I think she's. Infirmary. I think she's got training because she does hold a rank. She is either like a, a like a captain or a um or a major, I think. But yeah, she's obviously you know doesn't see a lot of that combat. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's very out of practice. To see her. Yeah, she wouldn't be, you know, match fit all the time. But um, I and I was really surprised with how visceral it was watching Wells like. Him at the start of the episode, you know, it's that cliche, you know, there's a little army, you know, unit, uh, military unit. And he's, oh, I'm expecting a kid, blah, mm. blah, blah. Yeah, I dug that scene. Yeah. That was a cool scene. I just didn't find him very compelling. And even sort of when he's in recovery, I didn't find that that character very, very compelling. Yeah. But man, did he bring it when he's there doing that farewell scene. And I feel like a lot of the episode hinges on, on the audience being emotionally attached to him at that moment, mm. feeling what he's feeling for then Janet to just be hit by an errant staff blast mm. was so like visceral and just holy crap. Yeah. Um, he really brought it in that scene. I was really impressed with him. It's such a testament to the way that they've crafted these two episodes for you. Like hearing all you, and you just said, oh, despite the way I felt about it, like mm. it was so well mm. handled. So like, again, I, I, only, I don't know how you guys felt the first time you watched it, but I know I was coming at it from a place of really liking Janet Fraser, but then watching this rewatch what we did this podcast i can totally see why your your point of view on her race where she's been condescending or where she's overstepped her mark or whether mm. she's contradicted herself from two seasons ago to justify whatever she wanted to do and you know with the particular patient she was dealing with and i'm like yeah yeah she's not as much fun this time around but <laughs> i don't know yeah it just it, yeah no i feel the same because it's obviously like i think for me i forget that she has a rank for me yeah. i feel like she's a consultant like jackson um, or, you know, someone like Tilk who's just in there as a doctor, but mm. she's she's a um, armed forces doctor. So I think, yeah, I forget that she has got a rank and she can pull rank on people. But to me, you know, yeah, obviously we're following SG1 around and it's like, well, what they say goes and, and that's it, you know. But mm. um, yeah, whether whether her 
what she wanted throughout the seasons contradicted what I wanted to happen in the storyline. I don't know, but yeah, it was, yeah, I think, yeah, well, they I, did a great job making her seem like, you know, bringing humanity into the character more than we've seen in, in previous seasons. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's, that is the tough role of, you know, the quote unquote doctor in, in, in sci-fi shows always mm. a lot of the time is that almost like the Daniel Jackson is, is the one to push back because, yeah. you know, they've taken Hippoc- Hippocratic Oath or whatever it may be. And they're always the one pushing back. So I think, yeah, like like Reese has sort of spotted throughout the series, there are certain times where you're kind of a bit jarred by Janet, but it's just coming from her being that person. And, and also the fact that none of the writers are, are qualified medics or doctors or anything like that. So some of the stuff they write for her doesn't always quite seem right to match him with her character, but she's got to bring it up because she's the doctor and stuff like that. So yeah, there's definitely some of those weird moments through there. Yeah, um, for some reason I thought... Uh, I usually felt the same way as Reese did, that she was a little bit annoying. But for some reason, I thought that she came around a, a bit in this season. But mm. nope, here it is. She's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've always loved Janet. I've always, I've always really, really liked Dr. Frazier. So this hit, the first time I saw this hit me like a freight train. It was mm. just like, God damn. Oh, it was unexpected. Like completely unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing up to it. And that's what I mean. Like it, that's, it, that's the brutality of a death. Mm. With Jackson, you sort of warmed up to it because he was dying, 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 and then boom, ascended. And you're like, okay, so that, that's, you know, you sort of had a chance to get ready for it. Yeah. But and yeah. it was a mystical death too. Like he turned into a big glowy light yeah. bulb. Yeah, is he gone? Stargate. Is he not gone? Should I be mm. sad? Am I not? Like, is he going to be yeah. back? And but also there's one, the red herring that you think it's O'Neill. Yeah. yeah, that's The it. whole time. But then you, yeah, like I remember they had that new armor that they put in O'Neill's, O'Neill's uh, vest. That's right. And then you know it was sort of, yeah, when when the when the reveal happened, oh, it was Janet that died. Holy shit! Like and and that was yeah, like I say, it was a, it was a defining moment where it's just yeah. like alive, alive, helping him, boom, dead. Yeah. yeah. In, uh, it this was came real. out in yeah. um, 2004, yeah. and it um, during Comic Con in 2008. So that's after the show had wrapped. Amanda Tapping, Chris Judge, Michael Shanks, and Martin Wood, who's one of the recurring directors, all said that they think this is the best episode of the series. It's the best episode. They, they reckon the entire series? Of the entire series. It's the, it's the best thing we've ever done. It's definitely the best acting in the series. I yeah, think. I think oh, that's what they're sure, most yeah. proud of, yeah. is, is the message and the execution. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's hard to sort of have a fun, light podcast about it, because it's... Mm. And, and you oh, could don't worry, we're getting to the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess, like you said, it's sending a message. Like, it could have been, and they do it a lot these days, and whether it be shows or movies or whatever, depending on what's going on in the world, and they just make a message. And it's just, mm. here's, good or bad, it's a propaganda type yeah. thing. And that's what this, it, it, you could look at it and go, that's what it is, but it's completely within the context of the show. Yeah. It's not going, the military are amazing. It's like, these guys are, are great. They're in secret, and it's kind of weird the way you look at it, especially in the first episode, where so much of what they do does look very mundane. You know, like they talk to Jackson, and he's just like obsessed with what does this scripture say? You know, yeah. and then Carter's like, yeah, he's science and stuff. And oh, it's Walter. like, Walter, Walter, Walter his... that might be the best two minutes of Stargate <laughs> ever. Like, that <laughs> was so good. When that finally happened, I'm like, oh, pay attention to every second here. Cause yeah. I just remember, like, and that's pretty much my job. Like, I've not seen this episode for 15 years. And I was like, that's, uh, that's pretty of course, much it. I'm joking. Uh, nobody would play no, video games not. on shift. <laughs> and that's what I love about this episode is, it, is it's such a gut punch because it's got everything. You've got, 
you know, all the fun. It's very lighthearted at the start as Bregman's trying to get around interviewing people. I mean, Tilk just giving him nothing. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Like, there's so much fun and stuff. And the classic gif, indeed. indeed. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, oh, this yeah, is yeah. the gif scene. Yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> you know, it's slowly... And then we have, like, the big action, you know, sort of the end of the first episode, beginning of the oh, second. Yeah. You know, Bregman's in the, in the editing suite going, oh, talking heads, boring, boring, boring. Where's the action? Cut to one of the most like epic oh. battle scenes they've ever oh, done. Oh, that's yeah, maybe my the favorite greater. shot. That is definitely my favorite shot when O'Neill gets hit, and the mid-range bomber yes, comes yes. over, and yeah, you get the, the shadow. Slow motion. And yeah, they actually the... had the big cardboard or shade thing come yeah, over. Put the shadow Unreal. across, which is and so good. Which is like practical effect, yeah. and then they had the mid-range bomber yeah, coming so over. Cool. So it's explosions, like... and O'Neill's mm. down. And you're like <gasps> slow mo, yeah. and had everything. <laughs> yeah, so like you, you you get your laughs at the start, you get your talky talky, you get your bangy bangy, and then at the end. <laughs> You just Can get we this drop that phrase? <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, you just get this emotional gut Your teary, punch. Teary. The teary, teary. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I just, yeah, like it's yeah. got everything. It's got everything. Everything you need for a jerky jerky. <laughs> <laughs> and without knowing how they promoted this episode, because I imagine it being part one and part two, it was separated airing wise over the course of seven days, On right? On a very special episode of Stargate. Yeah. Yeah. So without knowing how they promote it between weeks, because it's not like episode one starts with Heroes Part 1, just as Heroes. Mm. And then you get that to be continued at the end. And I love the way that it ended too, where it like Sam is blaming herself. Daniel's blaming himself. And then Jack's like, he's not telling them they're wrong. He goes, none of that matters now. And they're just there yeah. on a mission to go save some people. They know they've got a lot of shit to deal with. Bang, to be continued. But without knowing how they promote it, I still don't feel like this is a cop-out where you go into it, reading that synopsis, going a key member of the... It says SGC. It's not like SG-1 or anything mm. like that. So, of course, it's not there written. It's going to be one of the main four. So it's just the... Not just the Doctor, but it's not even like phrases in every episode. Mm. She might be in 16 of the 22 episodes every season at best or something, right? Yeah. It still doesn't feel like a cop out where they went. We've got a big death, but it's not any of your main favorite yeah. characters. It's like if, if if it was Wells or if it had been like Adam Baldwin's character, you'd be yeah. like, oh, okay. so yeah, whatever. Right. Like you got yeah, the main <laughs> yeah. four. You got Hammond. You got Braytac or something like that. Like that would have been like, holy shit, this is one of our main people. Mm. Even a Walter or something. <laughs> yeah. If it would have been Walter instead of Fraser, but the fact that it was Fraser, I still didn't go. Oh, sure, you killed someone, but you just couldn't. You couldn't do it, could you? Yeah, you, know, you, you didn't threatened do it to do it, it's but like, you just you pulled no, out. No, yeah. You, you got someone big enough. I think it. I think it. Yeah, yeah. it feels. Yeah, so um, they were marketing it a lot, being that part two was the hundred and fiftieth episode. Mm. They were marketing it towards that, but also apparently, according to the commentaries, uh, her death did kind of get leaked a little bit on the internet, so it was spoiled for um, a lot of people mm. uh, for the, for the initial view. Which I'm glad it wasn't me. I didn't. And it should have been us at that time, and on and TV in the world, it would have yeah. hit us three, four, five months after it premiered in the states. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, spoiled, spoiled for me on Twitter like um, about four or five days ago. Oh, no are way. you kidding? <laughs> yeah, this is something like they were talking about bringing Stargate back, and then Terrell Rothery no tweeted, way. And she no goes, way, can Fraser come back to life and join oh, this? No <laughs> way. So I knew she died, but I didn't know which episode yeah. when it was. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've, so I've been I still had the, that. Like, still had the impact. That like, sucks yeah. for so how, how long we've we been doing this? Three yeah. and a half years. Yeah. And you get spoiled four days away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so shit. And yeah. you oh, kind of, geez, if we hadn't taken those couple of weeks off, it yeah. would have been bloody safe. <laughs> well, see, I didn't know. It might have been uh, season nine, ten. Yeah. 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 Like, because yeah, for all right. you knew watching this, it's like she's back in the field. It might become a regular thing. 
So you're that's like right. in the, subconsciously mm. you're like, oh okay, it's not going to be weird yeah. when she goes back out because next time because I didn't know when it was. Yeah. Like I was watching as like someone's dead. I didn't go, oh this is must be when it was. Mm. So oh, because it was so sudden, it's yeah. like, oh Jesus. And Whereas it, if it was like a Daniel Jackson kind of death and she's dying, is she going to die? She's not. I'll be like, yeah, you know. obviously she's going to die. And you kind of can't be all the way upset because it was the actress herself telling you the information. Yeah, yeah. Like, and also well, it was 20 odd it. years after it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not like we've had time, man. It's not like we've tweeted on the gate account, oh, next week it's Heroes. Yeah. Will Reese be surprised? Yeah, and yeah. then someone goes, it was Fraser. Yeah. You know, so it, yeah, that's just like the best kind of accident. I don't yeah. know. That's no, it was all good because it didn't make a difference to me because the impact was still there and it was yeah. still, mm. it was still, you know, as devastating as it could be for a character that you didn't really like in the and earlier I, seasons. Um, it, again, watching part one, it feels like it could be a, a politics type episode where it's just people talking about stuff that's mm. happened. You know, like this guy's interviewing them. Hey, oh, this is your character. It's like they're going, hey, this is our mid-season pickup and we're trying to get new viewers so hey this guy uh, um you're the warrior that that defied your gods and hey carter you're the smartest person and the defining expert on all things stargate and they're telling us we know these people but they're telling us who these people are and then they're going trying to get all this information and even the guy the character himself says this is boring no one's giving me anything and it's like yeah we aren't seeing any cool action mm. except with sg we later find out to be 13 <laughs> someone else we've never heard of yeah. with the baldwin brother that's <laughs> never been introduced before so it very could have easily fallen into a trap of that was all in part one why do we give a shit why do we yeah. want to come back next week why do we care well, that was a thing man when i was watching it i was like i was like oh, okay this is going to be an episode where they go through and you know another another one of these things how they're you know it's a bit of a comedic thing but and it's you know a bit of a nothing episode mm. and then i'm watching it going okay no one's giving them anything in the interviews like literally no one's saying anything mm. so what is this all about like there's it, it's it's really a, a nothing episode there's got to be more to it so yeah for me i didn't really understand episode one i didn't really like mm. it but then and start episode two i think it was up until until they really got into it and the battle scene and like i, I like the i like the start where sg13 were going on and then they had their you know archaeologist guy looking around and all that sort of stuff but up until that battle scene when um or when he got shot in the back i was like okay this is a bit more storyline rather than just dragging on about you know this cameraman trying to interview not getting anything trying to interview someone else not getting anything mm. so for me it dragged out a little bit in the first part but yeah second episode was, yeah. was awesome and funnily enough that was actually going to be the original episode so originally it was written as a single parter and it was, ironically, it was supposed to be a quick, easy bottle episode, second unit, to save money. Right. So it was just going to be the camera crew doing the interviews and stuff like that. It was supposed right. to be quite a, quite a funny episode and just a quick and easy, you know, money saver so they could put it all towards the end of season. And then I think they kind of realized, oh, we've got 150th next week, let's do something for that. And then kind of expanded and added in the SG-13 and then the battle scene and, and yeah, you know... Right. Um, and apparently they were very, very divided in the in the writers' room about killing Janet. There were some writers who were just like, "No, don't do it. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. Don't do it. Don't do it." 
No, it was um, great. I think so. It was, they were very split on it. I think mm. it was really good. Well, yeah. I think the thing that got it over the line is a Robert Cooper was like, "I'm doing it." Um, but B at this, I don't care. I don't like Terrell anymore. Well, no. At, at, <laughs> at this point, I asked they, her to have dinner with me at the cafeteria. She said no. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, this they said, yeah. they thought season seven was going to be the final season. So they're like, "Oh, look, there's only like four or five episodes left of the yeah. season. Yeah, we can do those without Terrell, and that's fine. This will be a really good emotional <laughs> kind of thing." Next minute, they go on for like another three years after yeah. this, plus two spin-offs, and poor Terrell, not getting any more work. Out of work. Yeah. But those cons, whew. <laughs> God, yeah. Yeah, look- I mean, and I, I mean, it was good in the sense for the show, not that Terrell, uh, Terrell was out of work. That sucks for her. Yeah. yeah. And it, yeah, it adds that, that extra level of, you know, circumstance where you just go, oh, okay, if they're going to kill her off. Someone, someone else could die. Like they, yeah. you know, mm. they're not pulling, um, pulling the yeah. punches. Like you know, anyone's anyone's fair game. Who was that journalist? Does he? Is he? I feel like I've seen him somewhere. Yeah, he's been in heaps. Ah, uh, Warehouse Thirteen. I think he's done recently. Is another Never sci-fi show. <laughs> no, he's been in a few movies. I didn't look him up. Yeah, you got a phone there? Is <laughs> yeah? Have you got? He's good. Got Google or IMDb? <laughs> I don't Google things, mate. <laughs> you IMDb things. I just all? ask people. No, no. That's your oh, job, no. mate. <laughs> <laughs> but I did love he like obviously he was a he was a great actor. A lot yeah. of that was ad lib. Like they even he even stumbled over some of his words and they kept it in. Like it was mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was very yeah. Um, he, if he didn't have such a strong presence, it wouldn't have been such a good yeah. Good yeah, he carried it for a long great a long while throughout yeah. the, that. First Apparently the episode. um the wedding ring thing was improvised as well. That was his actual wedding ring. Yeah, right. that he'd forgotten to take off before they started filming. And Terrell was the one that, because, you know, it was like, oh, you're hitting on me, blah, blah. What is yeah. it? That was that was Terrell just throwing that in the moment. And they just kind of riffed and just did that. And they went, oh, fuck, we're, mm-hmm. keep, we're keeping that. Mm. Yeah, he was good. There was, a, there, was a, there was a scene with Hammond in the in his office, and um, or a couple of them, when he sort of went in thinking he's got authority and Hammond just put him in his place. Yeah. And they, they did a whole back and forth. And, yeah, I, I love it when Hammond sort of, Shows a bit of um, bit of grunt. Mm. He's like, nah, like this is. I'm gonna. I'll, I'm gonna follow my orders to the letter, the letter. Mm. and that's it. And then old mate comes in to grab his phone, and he's like, because that was such a good throwback. Out. When he first said that, and he's like, to the, the guy's like, you're gonna follow this to the letter, and Hammond's like, yeah, I'll follow it to the letter, you spastic. And then at the end, he <laughs> goes, oh, this is you're gonna follow the orders. He goes, yeah, to the letter, and it to says that I actually have the call on what's an important issue that you can't film. So mm. I mean, yeah. if you want me to follow this, then I've got to disappoint you now don't I and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And I love give it to him George I loved it at the end when he's like oh, after he's watched it and he's like oh look I'm a big enough man to admit when I'm wrong stands up shake his hand yeah. mm. and then the part that always gets me with Hammond is when he says look I have to write a lot of letters to the next of kin mm. and I can't tell them a lot and I always want there to be something more mm. and he says this is something more mm. and even Hammond gets a little bit choked up in that he's like this yeah. is something more I'm like oh. yeah well them two were having it off behind the scenes weren't they him and Fraser <laughs> Hammond and Fraser off in the cafeteria at night self-destructs on god yeah <laughs> and I guess at least the family of this particular or at least the most immediate family being uh, Cassandra can actually find out what happened to her rather than going oh mm. training accident whoops yeah. Cassandra's like hey man you know what's going on out there she totally um, she yeah. totally got killed she in did. action yeah. Yeah. apparently a lot of the fans were like why wasn't Cassandra at the memorial? Because we don't like her. <laughs> well, um, apparently... Ter- she doesn't have access. Apparently, Terrell herself has kind of, like, given it its own little sort of in-head canon. She goes, well, a- the actress was unavailable, that's why. But she goes, what sort of Terrell's sort of reconciled in her head is that it was kind of like a silent protest. Like, Cassandra was so pissed 
about the secrecy of the SGC and then, and that Janet's dead. That was like her little silent protest was just to not show up to Janet's memorial at the SGC. I was like, terrible. Okay. Good. That's good. Uh, <laughs> That's cool. I was just thinking, just talking about Hammond before and, and Janet in the, in the closet. I couldn't help but think last week in death knell when the alpha site exploded mm. and they went through and then, um, I just, and Jack's like, oh, the, they set the self-destruct. I just couldn't help but think Jack dials back and he's like, uh, General, the alpha site is no longer. And he's like, what happened? They set the self-destruct. It's gone. And he's like, oh, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I reckon, I reckon like... In that <laughs> colonel died by his self-destruct? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's the way to go. I reckon... Uh, I like never so get to do anything sexy. cool. <laughs> I reckon an hour earlier, an hour earlier, Hammond sitting at his desk... And he just get like his balls just start tingling. He's like, "Oh, what?" And that that was the moment. The force that was, is strong. Somewhere that, yeah. around the world, around Somewhere the galaxy, around the galaxy someone's right setting now. a self destruct. That's and he could sense it. He could sense the self destruct. That idiot. He's supposed to switch it off at one uh, second. He knew. He just knew. Every time we're talking about the memorial scene, everyone's dressed up in their in their bloody uniforms and their you know suit and ties. Every time I see Daniel without a uniform, I always go, "Oh yeah, he's a consultant." He must be loaded. <laughs> yeah. like a consult, like an archaeology true, consultant. He'd yeah. be getting 300 bucks an hour. Easy. We get paid, we get paid for this, Easy. Right? Do you reckon he got back pay for the year he was ascended? Like, do they... Technically, I was researching, yeah. right? Yeah. Every time he remembers something, it's like, well, I could write off that year, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. so true. I guess... Um, he, yeah, he's on sabbatical doing training <laughs> to learn how to yeah. read more ancient. The... Yeah, because they would have sold his house and everything, so yeah. he would have got compensation for that. Maybe. Well, imagine if they just rented mm. it, you know, they just, and he yeah. just had, Daniel had that income. He had no expenses for that year and just income coming yeah. in, mm. you know? Jonas lived there. <laughs> <laughs> Jonas never cleaned it the same, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> I did see a nice touch, actually, though, while um, Bregman's in there talking to Daniel, saying he's not going to use the um, not going to use the tape. If you look just over um, Daniel's shoulder, you can see Jonas's fish is still there, like in a little fishbowl just, yeah, just right. behind Daniel. So it's like, oh, at least Daniel didn't get rid of the fish. Yeah, look after my fish. I mean, as little notes as I take, usually, I took less notes with this. And I don't know if it's because nothing happened. You're lazy. <laughs> or, I'm lazy, or um, it just... It just sucks you in. Like, yeah. You're, just, you're involved like was, in it. You're invested. Yeah, I think that, that might have been it. Cause, yeah. But I don't... Yeah, like... Overall, nothing really happened in the first episode apart from, mm. you know, obviously those good scenes acting wise. But mm. you know, just, just he was a lot just talky talky. He was running around, yeah, just <laughs> trying to interview people and not getting mm. anything, and that was the whole episode. And you would feel his frustration. Like at no point did I really hate that journalist. Like I got his frustration. I didn't like him at the very like, start when he's like, "I'm gonna get it out of him. I don't care." But after that, I was like, "Oh, yeah, I'll oh, shake it out of him." Yeah. approach. Yeah. yeah, I felt like he, he, he was doing it for his own self significance. Even when they were editing, and he's like, "You're going to put me into into that scene as well," and I'm like, "Well, you're just here for yourself." But then mm. after that little speech he did in the hallway, I was like, "Okay, I get it now. Like he's yeah. doing it for not only his own benefit, but he feels passionate about telling the story, not just for the people that want to watch it, but for the people who he's telling the story mm. about as well." It was a nice little dig at the media, though, in the way that it kind of highlighted the fact that. While he's actually doing the interview, he's just like hunkered down in his chair as a little blob with a coffee, yeah. just doing whatever. And then in the final edit, it's him sitting up well lit in a suit asking these questions and like asking questions that they didn't actually answer. Yeah. 
Like he asked mm. a different question to what they answered, and then he's giving a different question but to doctor, get that response. Yeah. What do Classic. you think? Yeah. I don't think people care about what I think. Oh, sure. Nobody cares <laughs> that I don't Cut care. Cut that out. Yeah. But there's one thing that Hammond says that has stuck with me. Like it was like it was like a pan flute moment when I heard it the first time, and it stuck with me ever since. It kind of just blew me away. Cameras don't just record things. They change what they record simply by being there. Yeah, that's such that a cool line. That blew my mm, mind. Yeah. Like it, as you know, what was I in 2004? Like 20? Mm. That had never occurred to me before. I was mm. just like, holy shit. Mm. That was, yeah, I mean, that needs a pan flute. That. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Hammond. One thing that I, that really got me as well was right at the end where after the whole two episodes, O'Neill's like, you're not f***ing interviewing me, f*** off. And then at the end, he sits down, they put a microphone on him. Yeah, and, and, I, and I was like, "Oh, dang!" Like he's like, <clears throat> I guess that's how he deals with the death. He realizes that, hey, if we don't tell her story, then she's just a stat. Mm. You know what I mean? Whereas if I go and interview and I tell mm. the camera, people will watch it and people understand who she was. So, yeah, yeah, I, f- I found that to be a pretty powerful moment as well. There's a lot of gut punches in the end because it's like. You know, seeing Wells squirming in pain, sort of talking to his wife on the camera, that makes you feel really uncomfortable. And then Janet getting shot, you're like, oh, holy crap. And then you find out it's her, like you guys were saying before, you know, when the the camera crew and, and, you know, Colonel Baldy Mustache guy, Mm. who obviously knows Janet because he works at the SGC, he opens up the little thing and reads it and he just kind of sort of leaves. I get really teary there. Then during the memorial, I tear up. And then the one that really surprises me is right at the end, what you don't expect is Daniel goes and sees Wells' family. Yeah. And then just out of the blue, oh, yeah, it's a girl, not a boy. And we're naming yeah. her Janet. Yeah, and I'm that... like, oh, God, right in the gut. And I. For me, that was I terrible. Ball, yeah, I, didn't see, like I ball, that. I ball I again. Like that. I, I well up like, when I watch Janet's that. Janet's a terrible name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I said. It's, it, baby it's a terrible name for a baby Janet. in 2004. Yeah. Yeah. At least maybe the middle name. I would have preferred if they had said, this is our baby girl. We named her Doctor. <laughs> what? We named her after our favorite TV show, Frasier. <laughs> one of my favorite moments of heroes in the first one is Daniel walking down the corridor, kind of pretending to play along with the journalist, and then the beeper rings. Oh, yeah. And he's just like, run. oh my God, and runs. <laughs> yeah. and he's like, what? I wanted to How, see if Why is this so you? significant? Oh, it's fascinating. <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> cut, cut that. <laughs> I want to see if you chase me. <laughs> Classic. Why would we be running? I'm surprised you haven't brought it up, Mitch, uh, yet. Mm. But there was something in the um, in the vein of the, what Stargate loves to do in playing homage to um, other great sci-fi movies and TV shows. Something we spotted in uh, in the first episode. In cover! <laughs> Sir, I am fluent in six million forms of communication. This signal is not used by the Alliance. It could be an Imperial code. Hell now! The hell is it? It isn't friendly, whatever it is. Come on, Chewie, let's check it out. <laughs> <laughs> like, that little probe thing was a total rip-off from um, the Battle of Hoth. The Hoth one, yeah. The Hoth, yeah, the, the little probe thing. Like, it looked at that little dome, the legs underneath. I was all about it. Yeah. Loved it. I love when they do stuff like that. I like the, um, where, where Carter said, oh, when it found SG-13, it sent off a telecommunication ping or whatever. Yeah. I was like, I like that literally at that moment, I was like, oh shit, 
that's definitely something that could have happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that was that yeah. was fucking epic. That's how they found him. That's what was weird too, because they're like, yeah, you can keep going on that planet, even though you destroyed their mouth. It's like you don't know what that thing was. Like, why would you? Like Hammond said, it's fine yeah. to go back and get, you know, take SG thirteen and have. If there's a look any at the trouble, ruins. come straight back. Yeah. And it was obviously far away from the gate, but it's like, hang on, let's um, let's check the probe first, and then you can go back later. Yeah, I found the urgency when Hammond goes, there's been telecommunications device set off, get back here as soon as possible. And he's like, yeah, 15 minutes. I'm like, I, th- I feel like your urgency, you know, isn't urgent be. enough. Yeah. Because, you know, that's been a while since that telecommunications thing would have gone off and told someone about yeah, it. The entire time. You should have gone, oh, shit. That they've been on their way here for that long. Oi, pack up your shit. I don't care what you're doing. We're getting out of here now. Yeah. He's like, hey, guys, pack up. We're going back now. Okay, here we go. Boom. Shot in the back. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely should have just gotten out of there ASAP. Yeah. Was that Jane from Firefly? Yeah, that's yeah. Adam Baldwin, yeah. And then another addition to, uh, to the Stargate Legacy, a returning character we see quite a bit, is Woolsey. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, the oh, IOA guy. Son of a bitch. Boom! Jesus Christ. That that was loud. There's my Robert Picardo action figure. <laughs> <laughs> da, da, da. Oh, that's one. Doctor. Yeah. EMH. <laughs> Robert Picardo, the EMH. Why is his arm going backwards? <laughs> oh, he's got his hands behind his back. There he is. Because he's a hologram. Yep, he's a hologram. Right. Boom. If he was a hologram, you'd think he would have hologrammed himself some hair. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Touché. I um, <laughs> I love Take that Ro- Star Trek fan. <laughs> I love me some Robert Picardo, but man, do I fucking hate Woolsey. Yeah, I, I hate absolutely yeah. hate Woolsey. And you they, meant to? Well, see, I feel like later on they try and make you like him, but I still, to this day, I hate Woolsey. He's that new bloody um, the guy that got sucked out of the Prometheus. Sort yeah, of, Colonel, yeah, Colonel. Dickhead. Yeah. Colonel Dickhead. <laughs> this guy's a civilian though, so he's whereas yeah, that other guy was a colonel. Yeah. Um, this guy's a civilian. He's like a lawyer. He put. Um, I didn't like that he put Hammond in his place either. Mm. Like Hammond, I wanted to Hammond to have the last word, but he's like, oh, if you if you tell anyone about this, I'll lock you up forever. And Hammond's like, mm. which is weird. So didn't Carter say that Woolsey was fired from his last position and then took up a position in the NID? Yeah. Yeah, he's working for Kinsey, and like he. As like he, a lawyer, he sent or some funds through or whatever, and he got fired. Yeah, so I think I think right. the 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 implication is yeah is then that Kinsey went oh okay well I'll give you a job in the NID. You're willing yeah. to do whatever it takes. And then <laughs> and then now he's the head of the he's the IOA chairman, and the IOA becomes a, a big thing for the next few seasons of Stargate. Um, here they call it the Intelligence Oversight Committee, but I always thought it was the International Oversight Committee. Now uh, that we're kind of working with. No. Well, now that we're working with other countries and other countries know about the Stargate program, I always thought it was international. But here it's um, Intelligence Oversight Committee, and they yeah, basically yeah they they, they oversee sense. they oversee the SGC. So they yeah they're kind of that's why you can put Hammond in his place. I loved the Tilk interview with him, but it's just like <laughs> you will tell me. Well, no, I'm not. That was good. <laughs> what, what am I gonna do? That was so good. And then I guess I had it's a little bit long, but we can play a little bit of it if you like something. I just I just thought of you three guys during this during this whole sort of long walk and talk. <laughs> I've entitled it Fatherhood. All night screaming, projectile <laughs> vomiting, and nuclear diapers. You have no idea. And the reason they make them so damn cute is you don't suffocate them in their sleep. <laughs> Sir, you have four kids. Yeah, why do you think I enjoy my job so much? 
Don't get me wrong, I love little buggers to death. But trust me, having four kids makes going through a Stargate and facing off against alien bad guys look like nothing. This is relaxing. And why'd you have four? Yeah, one's pretty bad. But you figure, you gotta have two so the little guy can have a brother or sister, right? Then you have two boys. My wife says she wants a girl, so... And you figure, hell, three can't be much worse than two, right? What you don't realize is your brain is fried because you haven't slept. After three, four is no big deal. So deep in, nothing seems to matter anymore. It's chaos. You just try to make it through each day alive. And in the end, you spend all the energy you have left trying to get them into bed, only to lie awake, praying they don't get hooked on drugs, <laughs> hurt. I'll end up dead in an alley somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Miracle of birth, my ass. I'll tell you what a miracle is. I didn't realize he talked this long. Yeah. We're at a minute ten. Yeah, and like, I trimmed a lot of that out too. Now, does That's Robert, why he loves his kids. Does Robert, <laughs> does Robert C. Cooper have kids, or does he imagine this is what having kids is like? Well, as, as I think you have to know. No one only, would have sex with him. <laughs> As the only Funkle in the room, I feel like that's how I would feel yeah, about it. Yeah, that's fair enough. So yeah. I'm just like, yeah, it doesn't make me want to have kids anymore mm. at all. Yeah, I just like Daniel's line back at Woolsey. It's easy to know the score when the game is over. I was like, mm. zing. Yeah. And then that di- whole direction, uh, the directing in those scenes were really good, I thought. Because oh, well, they cut back to Woolsey. Yeah, we think he's asking one person a question Carter, and then yeah. it's someone else. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this episode is damn near perfect. Like it's and it's it's consistently probably top five, if not top ten, episodes of SG One. Yeah. Like mm. between like from the fans, and it's easy to see why it's so bloody good. I'm just glad you had the reaction that you did, Reese, because like oh. coming in today to record, I'm like, God damn this! I, I want you to feel how we felt yeah. when we first watched it, and I know yeah. that you didn't, and yeah. then you. Totally surprised. I was me. waiting for you to come in with like party poppers and streamers. <laughs> Thank and God, finally. Ding dong, the witch is dead. <laughs> yeah, the witch is dead. Da, 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 da. So they're going to get a new doctor, eh? <laughs> yeah. Going to need a new GP. <laughs> um, hopefully, someone that doesn't tranquilize you enough <laughs> for an elephant. But yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it was just that immediate end without warning, mm. and just the realism of it. Yeah, yeah. it was hectic. It's time to find out if Reese has been paying attention. All right, 30 seconds, five questions. You're wasting time, Mitch. Stop running back and forth across the room, Mitch. (laughs) Miles Dyson here. I wonder if that's General Hammond's favourite movie is T2, but he only watches it to the point where Dyson, like, drops that. But... (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> and then it explodes Turns it off with a minute like, to go Oh god, so good Everyone died Movie's over <laughs> So good Alright Which character dies in Heroes Part 2? Fraser Correct What was the name of the journalist? Oh, Bregman Correct Who would O'Neill like to have dinner with? Steamburgeon. Correct. What is the name of the NID interrogator agent? Oh, pass. Oh. What was the binary code for the ancient planet? P3X666. Correct. Ooh. NID agent. Wilson! Incorrect. Oh, oh no! <laughs> what, what is so it? Woolsey. Woolsey. Oh, f***ing hell. <laughs> So close. So Crazy close. Emmett Bregman. Six, My six, Y six. looked like an N. Mary Steenburgen. <laughs> <laughs> Wilson. Oh my. My own God. handwriting gets me again. You're like, no, and I'm looking at it again. I'm like, yes, it is. 
You stupid Wilson. son of a bitch. <laughs> Wilson! 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 Ah! No, Wilson! Wilson! Uh, no. Cyclose. Wow, I thought you infant like Flint. Absolutely, with time to spare, I thought we were there. Well, that is Heroes, part one and two for episode Woo! 149 of hot. Get Into Gate. That is some peak we have climbed today Woo! and throughout the series. We will be back next week. Look, Heroes part two might have been episode 150 for Stargate SG-1. It'll be episode 150 for Get Into Gate next Ow! week, ladies and gentlemen. What's next week? Resurrection. Oh, Janet's back, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so good. <laughs> oh, that <was> great. <laughs> oh, with a vengeance. <laughs> In the meantime, you can check out all of our old podcasts on your favorite podcasting outlet. Just search Get In The Gate, a Stargate podcast. Hit us up on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Same deal, get in the gate, a Stargate podcast, or send us a, send us a nice little message. Have a, have hey. a little chat, get in the gate at gmail.com. And happy birthday to one of my heroes, Joe Flanagan. Oh, what a champion. Love Joe. Yeah, Joe. Do love Joe. Yeah, Mitch and I met Joe. Do you guys, did the Gibson brother know that? that- don't even oh, you know met him. <laughs> don't even know who well, he is. I was going to bring that up. I was going to ask Brendan to do his <laughs> best, <laughs> to do his best uh, shepherd uh, introduction yeah. to Stargate Atlantis. Coolia. <laughs> That's pretty good. Like I'm going to get all these references next season, Reese. You and me. We're finally going to understand this SGA bullshit. Oh, we're so close. We're and, so um, close. If you, if you want us to be your heroes, jump onto patreon.com forward slash get into gate. Oh, I thought it would be the other way around. If you want to be our heroes. Oh, look, that I can like be part two. Yeah, that like that, that yeah. can be part two. I know we too. like to go into behind the scenes sometimes. I'm going to say every time we get a notification that we have a new patron, a little sting comes on us. When a hero comes along, when a sting to carry on. Which is a requirement by the show. Now that Christmas is over, Mariah Carey needs another song that just gets people going. So, well, uh, we're all about the heroes. Oh, shit. He's gone solo again. He's gone solo again. He's uncontrollable. We can't get him back. Let's play it out. <laughs> That a hero lies in you. No better way to wrap this bad boy up. We'll see you next week for episode 150. <laughs> no, there's not. Get into geek.